this is kind of like a, a bumper intro to uh, the AOS Stat Center because we're on our final event now, uh, but we're reviewing with the Twitch chat, as you guys can see. Um, but the Twitch chat has decided because of the dominance, basically, of Thunder Lizard, uh, Thunder Lizard Seraphon, and this means we won't be able to in any way uh, monetize this video. So if you are watching this back, you can leave some uh, money uh, below. That would be great. Um, yeah, the chat have decided that this is what... This is what Age of Sigmar competitively looks like right now. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Engine of the Gods. Double Bacillodon. Pack of two salamanders. Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, uh, which is hosted every Monday, 11 till 3, 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. on twitch.tv forward slash uh, This is where we look at the weekend's event results from around the world. I'm joined by the Twitch chat. You can be found right here. Uh, this is also a podcast if you'd like to listen. And this is where we analyze some of the lists before Rob and Ziggy put them into the numbers and stats. So this is a more thoughts and feelings, but based off the stats and information that we've seen previously. It's been a big weekend. We've got six events from uh, this weekend. We've got them in uh, Denmark, England, USA, Canada, uh, Italy. So all around the world. Uh, and it does sound like we've got some exciting news. Our first Gits 5-0 in Asia Sigma 3. Huge Huge news. Unsurprisingly low piloted by Gavin. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, uh, and it looks like those Storm Drake Guard, those long strikes, none of them are an issue because they've been defeated by Seraphon. Dracothian, if you're much of a narrative player, is the original dragon who helped Sigmar in the beginning of the Age of Sigmar. And it seems like that has continued on with the Storm Drake Guard being produced and used around the world. Um, they're not the proper daddies. They are not the dragon daddies. The dragon daddies are Dracothian, although not Dracothian's tail, which is a sub-faction, more coalesced is, is that side. But I guess it's all, they're all Dracothian's children, really. So it all works, right? So Seraphon forever, basically, is what we're saying. Uh, which does tie in with our stats, pretty much, because in Age of Sigma 3 to 3.1, they were still dominating. Their ability to reduce damage by one. But we'll talk about, talk about that more in a bit. Or we'll start first with the London Open. Let's go and look at this. So London Open, which is an event obviously in London, um, was held this weekend. I think it had 38 players. Might have had 42 players, uh, run by my good friend, Mr. Colonel Cabbage. Uh, and it was taken out uh, by Mr. Russell Taylor. Congratulations to him, a previous Daughters of Cain player. Uh, he switched over to his Seraphon and has done his first tournament win. Now, he didn't get four and a draw, but he did win like he did win his his uh his fifth game uh but in the pack for the event you have to win by two points so you have to have a margin of victory of two points otherwise it's considered a draw uh which is also what i put in my event packs uh so but russell did so russell is on a 5-0 effectively uh although not based on the packs information uh but in more standardized scoring which i guess our pack is the standardized scoring um it's a 5-0 and what did he have in his list great question he had a slan um, uh, he had a skink priest and he had an engine of the gods. He had two times ten skinks, five source guard, 
And then he was rocking two Salamander Hunting Pack and two Stormtrake Guard with two Bacillodons. Now, I'm lucky enough to have Russell in the chat right now, and he was talking to me uh, about the fact that no one really attacks the Bacillodons, no one really tries to interfere with them, uh, because they're just so difficult to shift, and that means they get to keep shooting, which is really, really good. The engine, he felt, was really, really useful as well, uh, putting that into effect and utilizing that as much as possible. Um, and the slant, obviously, having a dominant magic phase. Now, those Salamanders do what Salamanders do, being probably still one of the most effective and point-sufficient units in all of Age of Sigmar. Still, three points hikes later, probably the most effective War Scroll for its points in Age of Sigmar. Um, we, we could probably argue that another point, but still very, 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 very good. Obviously, never buy the ones from Games Workshop. You're literally spending money on something that I could build with Play-Doh. Find yourself a good proxy to use for that because you would never actually want to use those models. They're disgusting. Um, and then he also included two Storm Drake Guard, which is quite nice for this army, which plays more of a traditional castle because he's going to be able to bully board space. And Russell in the chat again was lucky enough to be telling me all about that. Um, uh, I think he's lost it. What have I lost? Confirm Stormcast a new and unusable army. That's true. Stormcast now unusable. Uh, <laughs> in second place, uh, in second place, um, uh, with four wins and one loss. So the only person in the four-one bracket is shout out to Alexander Theophanius. Definitely got that wrong. Engine of the Gods, Lord Croak uh, with a spell portal, an Astroth Banabera, a Skink Priest, another Skink Star Priest, and then a Pterodon Chief. And as pointed out in the chat, little cheeky Pterodon Chief with the Arcane Tome, so you're able to cast spells through that very mobile Pterodon Chief who's only 80 points, so very sacrificable, basically. Five Source Guard, two times 10 Skinks, one Salamander, a bis one Bacillodon, not two, and then an umbral spell portal, basically. Um, so Seraphon really dominating at the London Open, which is not really a surprise. Uh, but that is the first of our uh, that's the first of our events wrapped up. But lots of surprises to come in the rest of the events. In one of the most dangerous cities in the United States, the Emerald City Open happened. Forty-six of the bravest Age of Sigmar players, maybe in the world, attended easily one of the most dangerous cities statistically it's what it's in the top two percent of dangerous cities in the whole of the united states of america so congratulations to these guys so this is the emerald city open uh and it was hosted by oh no i did know it i'm just going to re-remember for myself victorious secret victorious secret gaming club so shout out to them uh now in first place was matt beasley Matt Beasley, congratulations, he was in the 5-0 bracket. And Matt Beasley had a very classic Legion of the First Prince list. He had Velikor, Kairos, Bloodthirster, Incensant Rage, who was the general, Saves the Darkness Demon Prince with a Mark of Corn, and then the Contorted Epitome. Sometimes you see the Blue Scribes in there uh, instead. Sometimes you'll see that kind of mixed in. Uh, sometimes you won't see the Bloodthirster, Incensant Rage, and instead you'll end up with... 10 pink horrors but we didn't get that instead he went lighter on the battle line he went for 10 blood letters two times five blood five flesh hounds emerald life swarm and spell portal if you've listened to any of my shows before you can just go back and listen to last week you'll know how this list works maybe we'll do a big deep dive on it but effectively it's a blue control deck list and he should be super proud of himself to running what is a very difficult list to run well but when you can you can absolutely dominate and bully the mid board uh sorry the mid tables um now, in the 4-1 bracket, we had uh, Alex Gonzalez with a Vrycross Dynasty Vampire, uh, sorry, Soblight Gravelord's army. He had the Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon with the Arcane Tome, 
which gives him an additional cast so that allows him to do flaming weapons and i guess amethystine pinions uh would be fun as well he's got radicar and manfred all the characters you can choose you could choose most most of the soul blight Gra grave lords characters and just kind of whip them around the leader section is just full of quality uh which is really fun and none of them necessarily have a standout versus the other they all do slightly the same job but slightly different they've got different buffs radicar for instance uh plus one attack radicar is also pretty cheap because he comes with 10 free direwolves uh two times 10 death rattle skeletons and 10 direwolves so your basic min battle line which leaves way for your two leaves way for your two units of 20 grave guard which are brilliant amazing output from those great white blades especially with the buffs that you get from manfred radicar and the vampire lord and zombie dragon uh so a super fun list uh, piloted by alexander gonzalez now, in also in the 4-1 bracket, we had uh, Benjamin Chamillier. <laughs> Definitely said that wrong still. Uh, but he was running a... Uh, where is Benjamin's list? Oh, yes. Uh, he was running... A, oh, wait. Was he the Chamillier? Oh, yeah. He was running his Stormcast list, uh, which was Celestine Prime, Lord Relictor with all of the usual goblins high priest mirror shield translocate can't shoot outside of nine inches two up rerollable teleport vandas hammerhand uh, a rune lord four times five vindicators in a storm keep hammers of sigma storm keep two fulminators two storm drake guard and ten shadow warriors so that's a unit of two storm drake and a unit of two uh dracothian guard uh and then ten shadow warriors so no long strikes in this list uh but he's still got all of the he's got some good board control with the vindicators especially objective control um he's got a rune lord in there as well as a little ally which is quite cute uh with heal um and for a nice good cheeky unbind um and genuinely very surprised uh, not surprised to see this go 4-1 but just surprised at some of the picks you feel like the rune lord and the shadow warriors have got more efficient picks inside of the own book uh but i bet that would have been really nice on the tabletop and great to see it play out uh basically maybe he's the sommelier of stormcast lists maybe do you know what pairs really nicely with some vindicators a lovely rune lord hmm yes yes uh, <laughs> uh um then next up uh oh no someone in the youtube comments being like rob's made a joke and laughed at himself again there's no one else in the room right like fuck off youtube thug uh right so then uh jack ballard with his stormcast eternals list uh was running uh he had bastion carthlos this is again a science of the storm list with a battle mage uh this is hammers of sigmar battle mage bastion carthlos lord relictor knight judicator four formulators so one unit of four formulators five liberators five liberators and then three ether wings and six vanguard raptors with long strike crossbows um so so six so i mean with i mean i don't need to tell you about this list like but congratulations to him uh that's fantastic then beast of nurgle also in the 4-1 bracket uh so this was uh cody quigley so he should be super chuffed with this so cody quigley with he was running uh like what i would say is uh, a quite common magakin of nurgle list at the minute uh, he was running a befouling host and then that gives him extra summoning which is really good for him to be able to get a horticular slimax on the board uh, to stop those piling stuff like that horticular slimax great and clear one lord of afflictions uh twice two lord of afflictions um and then he had three beasts of nurgle 20 plague bearers and then 10 beasts of nurgle as well so that great and clean one obviously uh using fleshy abundance on the 20 plague bearers the beast of nurgle running and charging 
uh, doing mortal wounds when they go in, mortal wounds when they go out, the Lord of Afflictions for the double savage spearhead, battle tactic, and also just pinning in your black back line very difficult to get rid of once they're into the back of your uh in your back lines you have to commit some real firepower to them and while those fire that you're using that firepower to try and take down the lord of afflictions the plague bearers have taken the mig board and you try and deal with them you've got beasts of nurgle charging in charging out so it, it it plays like kind of like a pincer in lots of ways and its ability to just stay around and hold you in place is very very strong and you need it's a dps check army but it's a dps check army that really withers you down in attrition which i think is good um uh dude you're right you had a straight read that nurgle list did i particular slimmer's great and clean one lord afflictions lord afflictions one two three beasts of nurgle two more beasts of nurgle and 20 play bearers did that not make sense or are you just being mean um okay well if i did i apologize uh uh how many total points um uh then in the then also in the 4-1 bracket you had brian cox and tyler miller so brian cox uh was running a beast of chaos army and tyler miller was running a host of sunesh army basically so brian cox with his beast of chaos army he had a doom ball a dragon ogre shagoth a grashrak fellhoof zangor shaman and then he had five units of three Bulgors, four units of three Zangor Enlightened, and then three lots of ten Ungor Raiders and the Mind Stealer Spharanx. Mind Stealer Spharanx makes you strike last, everything else is chaff, allowing the Bulgors to fight and hit you, and then he's got a control deck of Shagoth, Gashrak, uh, sorry, Shagoth, Grashrak, and the Zangor Shaman to control the board space, basically. Uh, uh, ten, ten Beasts of Nurgle summon Horticulates to stop pilings. Yeah. Uh, it is a Beast of Nurgle list. Yeah. It's got Beast of Nurgle in it. I don't want to tell you. Um, and then in the 4-1 bracket, uh, you have... Uh, also in the 4-1 bracket, you also have a Sinesh army, the Seleskian Host. So this was run by, and big shout-out to him, Tyler Miller, one of the most successful Sinesh players now, so he should be really chuffed with himself, uh, as should Brian Cox, um, running around with his Beast of Chaos army, so that's really good. Uh, he was running Glottos, Shalaxi, the Mask Celesque, 2 times 11 Bliss Barb Archers, 10 Demonettes, and had 5, five Painbringers. Now, I'm not really sure how this army works as an army, or how you put it together. I'm not sure how it did so well. Uh, uh, so like, I'm not really sure how it uh, it plays so well, uh, but he did really well with it. Um, I'm very surprised by the result, but I'm super happy that Tyler Miller was able to do so well with it, basically. So looks like a super fun event, very dangerous event, uh, but uh, congratulations to everyone who did really well there. Okay, over in Norway, in Norway, in Moss, which is about an hour outside of Oslo and one of the safer regions to live inside of Norway, which is pretty, uh, pretty exciting. There was an 18-player event over two days, but it contained six of the eight players who were playing in the Age of Sigmar Worlds team for Norway. So a pretty good field, uh, basically. Now... No one went 5-0, but we did have four players who went 4-1. Tom Kenneth Solly with his Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. It's very much like the Thunder Lizard list we've looked at previously, but it had the Celestine Prime in it, which procs really well, as I've talked about 
many times with the Realm Shaper engine and also the Slans ability to do AoE mortal wounds. Then he had Danny Elsted with an Iron Jaws Bloodtooth list with big bricks of six pigs in his list. He had Stian Egbertson uh, with his Stormcast Eternals uh, Stormdrake Guard spam list. And then he had Oystenberg with his Legion of the First Prince list, which contained, um, I think he went for two times 10 pinks in his version of this list. So he went for Bellacor, Kairos, the Demon Prince, and then the Contorted Epitome. Um, and then he had two times 10 pinks and five flesh hounds uh, versus maybe more character heavy version. But again, that list doing really well. And then going 4-0, it'll be very, 4-1, sorry, it'll be very excited to see those guys play at AOS Worlds. Next up in Denmark, in the capital Copenhagen, um, uh, once, once the seat of the Nordic Union, uh, up until the Swedes abandoned them in the 16th century, uh, we had a 50-player uh, Warhammer Age Sigma 2 event um, run in Norway, and it was won by Mr. John Hoagward Menche, the only person going 5-0. He took Marathi and the Bow Snakes with more Bow Snakes. A lot of people thinking that 15 Bloodstalkers isn't enough. It's enough Bow Snakes, so they don't take any more. However... The real trick is to add even more bow snakes into your list and then one unit of shadow stalkers. So you had 15 blood stalkers, 10 blood stalkers, five blood stalkers, and then nine shadow stalkers as well. And he was in the Calibron uh, army. He had a blood rat Medusa and obviously Marathi Kane in his list. Then you had Casper running a Magikin of Nurgle list. He went 4-1 with a Glockin and some other stuff, but he didn't format his list, so I'm not going to read it. Uh, and then Mathmalar, um, who is in the chat, running a magic heavy uh, which has led, led to a really good conversation with the chat about uh, magic doms if there aren't magic doms i think that's a conversation to explore later actually uh so i'm going to talk about that maybe on the monday night show uh with uh, he had blobe uh, with rancid visitations a great and clean one with um uh, fleshy abundance he had the pox bringer with flavored poxes and the lord afflictions with the arcane tome then he took magnificent bubos uh and then he had 10 Puskal Blight Lords, 20 Playbearers, 10 Playbearers, and one cheeky Beast of Nurgle with the Umbral Spell Portal. Uh, so uh, very interesting list. And as he's in the chat right now, just talking, it with, talking about it, he said that he feels it's got lots of utility. Gustav Bay with his Carriage and Overlords was running the Engine Master with Dirigible Suit. This is all in Barrack Mornar. And then an Aetheric Navigator and the Celestine Prime, which genuinely I think the army needs something that can do some like punch or damage, like a fighting unit. Um, however, he's got two units of 20 Arcanaut Company. And having read this for the first time in a while, 100 points for 10 Arcanaut Company feels like a great deal uh, for bodies on the board and some light shooting. Light to medium shooting, I'm going to say. Especially if you compare it to some of the other shooting units that we see in the 170 bracket. I feel like 10 wounds on a 4-up save for 100 points. It's a bit of a bargain nowadays, uh, especially with some of the long-range shooting and good quality guns that the Arcanaut company can have. Then another 10 Arcanaut, 6 engine riggers, and then a gunstock gun hauler and the Arcanaut Ironclad doing all of its shooting. Uh, then we had Christian Muller with Stormcast Eternals list, also in the 4-1 bracket. These are all 4-1s. Um, with Lord, Comas Lord Commander Bastian Carthlos, a Lord Relictor, Three times five Liberators, four Stormdrake Guard, and then six Long Strikes in his list as well. How did he do it? So that was the Battle of Copenhagen. So next up, we've got Bloodshed in the Shire, run by the Bucks Wargaming Collective over in... I haven't actually checked the crime stats, but a fairly safe place, uh, basically. There were two 5-0s 
at this event, uh, Mr. Mike Stewart and Max Barton. Now, you might recognize Mike Stewart's name because he's taken out many events in the UK recently. Uh, so he should be super chuffed with that. Uh, but Max also went 5-0. Now, Mike, for a small moment, was top of the TSN rankings. Very top of the TSN rankings, pushing Gavin out with his competitive Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Now, Mike has been playing this a lot. He's been playing this list and going 5-0 with this list all the time. Unlike Gavin, who we haven't talked about the Lone Star Open yet, who also then went 5-0 a few hours later, but he did it unconventionally, with gloom spike gits we'll talk more about that later but what we saw inside um mike's list was a seraphon thunder lizard list he had an engine of the gods a slan uh, two skink priests two sorry three lots of ten skinks two times two salamanders and he had two bastilodons with solar engine so um uh overall like very similar to all the lists that I've talked about with Thunder Lizard previously. And also we really have to put Mike's skill in here as well because Mike has pushed this army around a lot. He's beaten a lot of players. Um, he's done really well at several different events with different scoring systems and he's pushed through for the win every single time. Uh, I got the opportunity to speak to Mike at Bobo, which he also won and we did some coverage of one of his games. Lovely human being. Great win for him. Now, super happy for Max. Uh, also going 5-0 at Bloodshed. Max has been working super hard uh, over the past few years to be able to get himself um, uh, like a 5-0. He's, he's played a bunch of different armies. He's tried Flesh Eater Courts. He's tried all sorts of different stuff at the right times. And um, and I just don't think he's found the thing that really sits with him. And it's been really nice to see him grinding up and working up to this stage. And he has taken a Hammers of Sigmar army. He took a Knight Draconis. In my opinion, this is the Stormcast list. A Knight Draconis, unless... Maybe Dennis's list is better, but that's because Dennis is a legend. Um, uh, Dennis the Menace. Uh, he had a Knight Draconis, which had the Arcane Tome and Master of Magic and Flaming Weapons. Three lots of two Storm Drake Guard battle line. And then he had a unit of Raptors and a single Storm Drake Guard. It's all in a one drop. And of course, he had the Holy Command Thunderbolt Volley. So congratulations to Max as well. Congratulations to both those two players for going 5-0. So in the 4-1 bracket at this event... Uh, we also had a variety of different lists. Thank you to Jacob Berry for donating five gift subscriptions in the Twitch chat. What a lovely human being. Uh, so, uh, Dan Bradshaw with a Living City list, very similar to Gavin's that we saw play at LVO. Uh, a Derelia Van Danst, uh, who only comes from Living City. Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix, uh, the Freegal General, and then two times, sorry, three times ten Freegal Crossbowmen, four Formulators, and four Storm Drake Guard in that one drop battle regiment. Uh, so, congratulations to him. Then Matt Goldsborough uh, with a very tough uh, strength of schedule, uh, doing really, really well. Um, I think his first outing with his Seraphon in a while, um, obviously playing LRO and also playing with his Stormcast recently. Staking on with Skink Chief, Engine the Gods, Slan Star Master, Skink Priest, and the Celis Toad Prime. The Celestan Prime in Hammers of Sigmar, three times ten Skinks. A unit of Salamanders and a Basilodon. So everything we've said already about Thunder Lizard lists applies with that Celestine Prime also doing those mortal wounds, as I've talked about previously. How do they do it? <laughs> Simon Weekly. Uh, with Honestly, I did this at the list review and I still don't know. I'm actually on a call with him later today, so I might get the opportunity to talk to him, but probably very much like his last Slaves to Darkness list, one of the most interesting lists we've seen in uh, at least the UK in a while. Uh, really, really is. 
um, uh, him, I guess Tom Maudsley, uh, very often runs very different lists and does very well with them as well. Uh, so some of these players like really like mix up uh, what we're seeing on the tabletop. So fun to see them experimenting. And this is one of those. It's a one-eyed Grunuk, uh, Bellacore. Then he has a Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince with the mark of Zinch, a Slaves of Darkness um, Demon Prince with the mark of Corn, and then another one with the mark of Corn, and another one with the mark of Corn. And this is all into spoilers. So don't forget he's uh, that's pro Demon Prince and able to turn stuff to midnight. And then he has. Three units of eight iron golems, all with a mark of corn for holding objectives, and then the Emerald Life Swarm and the Prismatic Palisade. Now, it's fair to say this feels like an interpretation on AD Max list that we've seen from the Dragon Slayers, which is obviously, um, uh, uh, which obviously we saw play at the Super Series and was really interesting. But this is that list. Like, for me, like, I don't need to see another Stormcast list, a Seraphon Thunderlist list, Matthew Bosnian's list. It doesn't really like tickle my pickle, truthfully. Uh, so, but this stuff um, is amazing. This is so fun to see this go four one. So this is this is this is truly brilliant. So super happy to see that go four one. Um, uh, also the captain for Team Wales, uh, Phil Marshall, who's in the chat. Uh, lovely human being uh, was running a safe start as host the ever chosen list and these have dropped off in popularity since the winter faq and the changes to archeon but he does have archeon in the list a chaos lord for the pine and tap twice and the chaos sorcerer lord two units of three varangard and then a unit of iron golems as well then that big brick of 18 untamed beasts so you they come in nines so they've been reinforced twice and the mind stealer's pharynx so the mind stealer's pharynx meaning you strike last and the Chaos Lord, meaning you can pile in an attack twice with Archeon. So you can do all of that damage before you ever take any damage back, which I think is genuinely very, very interesting. All with the Mark of Zinch, which is super cool. And because it's six circle, you get lots of damage from those Varangard units when they pile and activate twice. Super fun list. Love seeing it. Think you should keep playing it personally. Uh, Jack Armstrong. Uh, Living Cities uh, list. Uh, he's got Derailia Van Dance, Free Guild General, Anoint of Frostheart Phoenix. He's gone for 30 Free Guild Crossbowmen, 2 times 10, uh, 10 Free Guild Crossbowmen, and then he's got four Dracothian Formulators and another four Dracothian Formulators. So interesting to see he's played very similar to Dan's list as well. So his and Dan's list are very, very, very very similar how do they do it uh richie was running the legion the first prince list bellacore bloodthirst of incense and rage kairos saves the darkness uh then 10 pink horrors two lots of 10 plague bearers life swarm spell portal so very much like all the legion the first prince list that we've talked about already he's mixed up the characters a tiny bit and he's decided to gone for uh the pink horror block in the middle which i do feel is the stronger version um but he's then gone for a little bit more with the plague bearers and non gone for the corn uh, hound so i guess it's really which units you're taking he's obviously he hasn't no he has taken the safe start steam prince but he hasn't gone for the contorted epitome or sometimes the switch around blue scribes which you sometimes see as well and he hasn't gone for a bridge or anything like that so that's richie laurie has got an actually really interesting lumeth realm lords list some would say you need the sentinels uh uh is he's got techless he's got the scenario calligrave and then he had 30 Wardens, 20 Wardens, and 10 more Wardens, and then five Dawn Riders with the Emerald Life Swarm and Spell Portal. So he still gets a Technado, which is obviously fantastic as a spell, which is AoE Mortal Wounds, Searing White Light cast from Techlist through the portal. He's got Life Swarm, which is pretty clutch for those very valuable and expensive um, uh, Sentinel units. This is all in Alumnia as well. Uh, and unsurprisingly, it turns out that, th that a unit of 30 uh infantry with three inch reach that do mortals on fives to hit 
that can teleport or double move, have a five up ward, um, and also can have like three up ignoring rend one, rend two save, or an ethereal save, are actually really good for 435 points. Um, who'd have guessed? Who'd have guessed? Laurie really unpacking that army in ways that no one has ever done. So congratulations to Laurie. Uh, truthfully, no one has no one's been able to pick that out. No one's been able to work out that that would be a good unit up until Laurie of Team England, an excellent player, um, has been able to uh, to do so. So congratulations to him. Um, uh, Owen Jackson uh, with three wins and two draws with Soul Black Grave Lords list. Uh, Nagash. Vampire Lord, Necromancer, 40 zombies, 40 zombies and 20 zombies. Uh, so one of the few people I've seen pushing the gash around at least this weekend and doing well with them. Necromancer, Pilot Attack twice. Zombies do the damage. Spell Portal, obviously for uh, some long range Hand of Dusts uh, and then some Life Swarm, I guess, for Nagash. Uh, and he's also got Gorslav the Gravekeeper. Uh, so he's going to be able to bring zombies back um, and then just do Mortal Wounds, which is super nice. Um, and then... Dan Ryan with his Ideneth Deepkin list has gone for three lots of ten Namati Reavers. This is pre the new book. Uh, the Tidecaster, the Eidolon of the Storm, Gotrek, one Alapex, and then three Ishling Guard and a Leviadon. Love Gotrek in there as well. Uh, super fun. Um, like, I rarely see Gotrek play at all, so he should be super chuffed with himself, Dan Ryan. You should be really happy. Alex Bruce shouted this out list out before. I think Alex has come to this event very smart. Like he's really focused and he's really thought about this. And I think this is actually very clever in a in a game of always strikes first, always strikes last. In fact, actually very much like um oh, safe starts Phil. Yeah, Phil. Uh Marshall. Uh, Alex has done the same thing. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, Fire Stays can still always strikes first. So your dragons, when they charge me, or your formulators, when they charge me, I'm going to go first, and then I'm going to slap you back, which I think is super clever. Yeah? Um, I think Alex is really thinking outside the box there. Like, like oh, not really thinking outside the box, but he's understanding what he's playing into, and he's doing really, really smart. Right? So, like, well done, Alex. I think this is great. And I, said, and I called this before the event, right? Um... They also activate uh, the fight first before Bone Split is big. Wow, four plus it goes off. That's true. Uh, so he's got the he's basically got the fire slayers list, which is three times ten Hearthguard Berserkers, um, and then he's got a Rune Father, Rune Smiter, Rune Smiter, Battlesmith, uh, and then he's got ten Auric Hearthguard as well. But it's that Strike First ability, which I think is very very clever, which also has been manipulated by Phil. So even though there's a lot of like very good like damaging units out there at the moment. Um, the fact that these guys have just thought, well, I'll just make them strike last and I'll hit them first. It's been super clever. So well done to Alex. Sam Saunders were on the sense about Hemet list. Uh, it's a double boss of the stomp, four bigs, uh, two Kraken, uh, sorry, one Kraken Eater, uh, two Kraken Eaters, I was right, Gatebreaker and War Stomper. So that does whatever I've said before. And Mr. Ben Johnson, representing Games Workshop, uh, went 4-1. Uh, he's only lost to Cruel Boys, Night Draconis, Karazai, three times two Storm Drake Guard uh, as a five drop. So... Um, showcasing that like Karazai has just let him down for that that five uh, win so him taking the narrative choice there as opposed to playing uh, all the power just some of the power in that list and that's bloodshed in the shire so our last event for the day is the lone star open happening in texas the home of cryptocurrency most people don't know 20 percent of all cryptocurrency is actually farmed in texas <laughs> so who'd have known they've gone from black oil to uh well, black gold sorry to to crypto gold i guess I, i'm not really sure okay so this is pretty huge pretty huge as we've been alluding to all show 
We have got a Gits 5-0 at this 102-person event in Texas, the Lone Star Open. We have three people in the 5-0 bracket. We have Zachary Kennedy. We have Gavin Greiger, the head of the, the, the leader on the TSN uh, player rankings, and then Jonathan Schulzus with his OCR Bone Reapers. Now, Zachary Kennedy, all three lists, pretty wild to be going. Uh, all three players doing really well uh, with either armies that don't perform particularly well or having units in there that are pretty surprising. So Zachary's list, so he won the event, shout out to him. He's got a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. So you would expect to see, well, I mean, everything we've talked about previously from the other Thunder Lizard lists, right? But he has an Engine of the Gods, okay, as is tradition. But then he has a Slant Star Mister with the Itzik Grubs, which I didn't even know, but gives reroll casts and a heal on the slant, which is pretty nice. The Pterodon Chief with the Fusil of Conflagration. So as has been pointed out in chat, it's a Pterodon Chief effectively with a Plasma Pistol, uh, a Skink Star Priest and two Skink Priests. And then 30 Skinks, 20 Skinks and 10 more Skinks. So that minus one damage coming in pretty clutch on those uh, on those Skinks who still get all of the buffs from the Star Priest to the Skink Priest, meaning they're doing a load of Mortal Wounds, which will do really good into a high armor save meta, uh, like for instance, into Stormcast or even something like iron jaws uh then he had six pterodon riders which you never see uh so that's pretty wild and then he had a bastilodon with the arc of sotek not the solar engine the cheaper version an arc of sotek doing mortal wounds in combat and then he also had the solar engine as well which is just amazing uh, amazing amazing so not only is it like uh, a unconventional thunder lizard list while thunder lizard have been doing really well and i assume it's from the minus one damage um this is an unconventional not as common version of the thunder lizard list and he's got to be really proud of himself so massive congratulations to him that's fantastic also in the 5-1 bracket is gavin with a gloom spike kits army they have a 31 percent win rate they have a first to, uh, sorry first round loss rate of 71 percent this is absolutely wild had he gone 3-2 an event it would have been something to talk about he's gone 5-0 and this really puts down to gavin probably being the most dynamic player that we've seen in the tsn rankings at the moment he's put beasts of chaos to 4-1 obviously he did really well recently with his lvo list which is uh, a kind of more power pick living city um uh, list that we saw play on the stream if you guys want to go watch it back uh but um this was kragnos a fungoid cave shaman a loom boss on giant cave squig and then he had 30 squig 36 squig herd two times 12 squig herd and then he had two units of six sneaky snufflers and the scuttle tide so like the chat pointed out 180 attacks from the squig herd um uh, attacking now you are going to be able to listen to um uh, gavin talk about this i'm sure uh, they have a podcast called harambe's heroes or their club is harambe's heroes and they have a different podcast um but if i do find the link to the podcast i will include it in the show notes below so you guys can check it out um but pretty wild pretty wild uh uh to be honest to see gavin do this he's got to be super chuffed uh, and it's created uh, a big storm on the internet it's a one drop army how he did it i don't really know uh, truth be told, I assume it's the 40% of the army that wasn't Squigs or Gloomspite Gits, and it was Kragnos uh, that really helped <laughs> elevate the army. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, all over, uh, really, really good. Um, so well done to him. Uh, that's just genuinely excellent. Uh, and then also in the 5-0 bracket, you had 
Oh, sorry. Let me just make sure I get his name right. Uh, also in the 5 bracket, had Justin Greminger. Uh, no, sorry. Jonathan Schilzius with his Mortis Praetorian army. So he had Catacross, which again is not taken. Normally, if you see OCR Bone Reapers, you're seeing um, Petrifex Elite. You are not seeing Mortis Praetorians. So then he's got Catacross in the list, uh, which you very rarely see at the moment in OCR Bone Reapers. Arcan the Black, which you do see sometimes, uh, and Liege Cavalos. Arcan for that spell dominance and also the ability to do some uh, Mortal Wounds at range. Uh, and then the Liege Cavalos as the general. Then 20 Mortec Guard and two lots of 10 Mortec Guard, uh, backed up by a Harvester to make them heal. But um, uh, interesting to see them, again, not in Petrifex. And then just a Mortec Crawler. Very rare to see on the tabletop at the minute, a Mortec Crawler. Uh, but maybe it plays really well into some of the, the meta picks that he played up against uh, at this event. So that's all... Um, that's all of the five O's and congratulations to all three because they're really showing uh, that the USA is ahead of everyone else at the moment. So loads are open for one bracket. Loads of legends. I'm just going to shout them out and then we're going to read through their lists. Uh, Justin Grimmiger was running Seraphon. Thomas Guan was running Maggot Kid. Rob Rob Matt Robbish was running Soul Blight. Uh, uh noah was running his iron jaws james west was running his maggot kin marco hernandez was running his iron jaws charles wilson was running his lumineth caleb was running the seraphon brian lofton was running his ogres joseph carnite was running his stormcast eternals david adams lumineth ryan quirk cities matt jackson stormcast and then david lewis these are the first prince and jack jacob matthias is ogremore tribe so let's just fly through these shall we our lumineth rome lords list contains severith a Wind Mage, a Cathalar, 30 Sentinels, 2x10 Wardens, and 2 Wind Spirits. Amazing. A 1-drop Battalion. I actually think that that's a pre-AOA. Isn't that just the list from before? I didn't think you could write that list. I didn't think that that was possible to have that list. Like, anyway. Like, because of the points change. Bang on 2,000 points for the perfect list. <laughs> class. Pure class. Love that list. Um, a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Also in the 4-1 bracket, um, uh, like, so he's got a Stegalon with Skink Chief, Engine of the Gods, Sansar Master, two times skin, two times, two Skink Priests, three Saurus Knights, three times five Saurus Knights, sorry, five Camo Skinks, and then two times Basilodon. So for all the reasons we've talked about before, with the Chameleon Skinks being cute, and I like that a lot. Uh, Ogre More Tribes, Subfaction Underguts. This was being played by a legend, an absolute fucking hero like that's unbelievably powerful uh, that went 4-1 where is this list again who was running it brian lofton probably i mean if gavin hunt won with gets this would have been a standout moment um he's got black powders buccaneers a butcher hrothgron and a tyrant one unit of lead belchers that's been reinforced twice, another unit of regular lead belchers, two units of unreinforced lead belchers, and a unit of full lead belchers, four iron blasters, a unit of noblars and man trappers. Honestly, I don't know how he's done that. Like, uh, uh, like I don't know how he's done that at all. Like, it's just incredible. He's probably a genius. Him and Gavin probably should be tested, like, and then their genetics kept, and we should breed more of them. More of them should be bred. Uh, they are powerful. Uh, rolls all sixes all the time. 
uh, congratulations to him. There was a Stormcast uh, Eternals list in the 4-1 bracket. Um, uh, Adventist Firestrike, Lord Commander Bastion Carthlos, and Lord Relictor. Four Formulators, two times five Liberators, six Long Strikes as well in that list. Uh, that went 4-1. We also had a, another Luminous Realm Lords list, which was a Teclis and a Stone Mage uh, with Avlanor, and then two times five Stone Guard, a Life Swarm and Cogs. Wow. Wow. It's fantastic. Oh, and a Wind Spirit. Okay, there's a cheeky wind spirit in there as well. Amazing. Fantastic work. Really well done. Um, uh, he didn't even have Cragbro. What is it? No, no. That's, again, great, great other Lumineth list. Uh, Six of Sigma was another one of the lists that went 4 uh, 1. Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, Anointing of Frostheart Phoenix. Derelia was also in the list. Four Forminators, uh, 10 Phoenix Guard, three, 30 Free Guild Crossbowmen, 10 Free Guild Crossbowmen. Um, uh, so. Pretty good. Those crossbowmen doing some good shooting. Formulators coming on from the side. Minus one damage. Uh, sorry, minus one to wound from the Frostheart Phoenix. Also in the 4-1 bracket. Uh, Legion of the First Prince, run by David Lewis. Uh, he had a Bellacor, a great and clean one. Blue Scribes, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster. You never see that. Uh, sorry, you didn't see the great and clean one in there. That's pretty fun. Um, and then a Bloodmaster as well. 10 Pink Horrors and 10 Demonettes. Oh, and 10 play bearers. So again, playing like Legion of the First Prince normally does, but actually pretty different because of the great and clean one. So that's pretty wild, uh, truth be told. Um, uh, then there was another Ogres in the 4-1 bracket. So Frostlord on Stonehorn, Kragnos, a Butcher, a Butcher, and then three units of Mournfang and a unit of Noblars. Those Noblars coming in super clutch for these Ogre Moor Tribes army. Uh, who were trying to take out the event, uh, but they went 4-1, unfortunately. Uh, I think this is Noah's Iron Jaws list uh, with some... Oh, this wasn't Noah's. So we had Ripper Snarl Fangs, 10 Brutes, 10 Brutes, uh, 5 Hard Boys, Double War Chanter, and then a Mega Boss and some... Uh, an Uruk Mega Boss on foot. Oh! An Uruk Mega Boss on foot, 2 War Chanters, and Kragnos. Okay. Uh, also in the 4-1 bracket we had a Coalesce Seraphon list Skink Star Priest Enter the Gods Slant Star Master Coalesced nice Thunder Lizard um, two units of 20 Skinks some Saurus Guard and then two Bastilodons with the Solar Engine uh, in there as well I feel like there's something missing Enter the Gods Skink Priest Slan Skink Priest Star Priest that's a lot of points of Skinks 220 Skinks um uh, so there we go. Uh, then you have a Magikin and Nogal list went 4-1 with Gut Rot Spoon, the Glockkin, uh, Sopty Bar Piper, a unit of three Plague Drones, a unit of 20 Plague Bearers, and then t a unit of 10 Putrid Blight Kings. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. 500 points for that unit. Um, just popping disease off for mortal wounds all the time, countercharging with the Glockkin, or maybe even, maybe even charging in with Gut Rot Spoon. Who knows? That's amazing. Uh, shout out to him. That's fantastic. What a great list. Uh, also in the 4-1 bracket, Soulblight Gravelord's Castelli Dynasty list. Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon, Vampire Lord Necromancer, 40 Deadwalker Zombies, 2 times 10 Blood Knights, so reinforce both of those, those 10 Blood Knights. Wow, that's a lot. And then 20 Graveguard. You can get so much in the Soulblight Gravelord's list. 20 Graveguard for 280 points feels like a steal. I know that they're slow, 
that's super good. 10 Blood Knights for 390 points, feels really good. 40 Zombies for 230 points, and you still got a Necromancer for Pine Attack twice, Vampire Lord for plus one attack, and then a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon to fight. Fantastic list. Really, really fun. Uh, there was also an Iron Jaws list, so this one will be Noah's. Um, running around Mega Boss and More Crusher, Mega Boss and More Crusher, two War Chanters, and a Weird Knob Shaman, and then four units of three Uruk Gore Grunters also as well, going 4-1. And then I think finally, if I didn't miss anyone out, another Magikin of Nurgle Army going 4-1. Blobe, the Glockkin, 10 Putrid Blight Kings, but this is a different list. And then two times five Putrid Blight Kings as well. So just providing a massive DPS check for your opponent's army and them failing uh, all but one time. So another 4-1 victory. That's fantastic to these players. So they should be super chuffed with that. Wow. Okay, so what have we what have we taken away from this weekend? Okay, so the, the Storm Drake Guard, not as scary, uh, maybe, as we've given them credit for. The Long Strikes, not as much of an issue on the top tables as we have seen. It looks like many of those lists are performing into the 4-1 category. Maybe some of the Living City lists are doing well, but it looks like Max is the only Dragon player to really push the boat out. Uh, over the course of the weekend. Looks like some of the big bads are still the big bads. Seraphon, still out there, being Thunder Lizards and doing what they do. Um, Marathi and the Bow Snake still out there. And it seems that there's still room for experimentation and some fun with lists. And you play well enough, you're going to be able to push forward some of the stronger, some of the weaker armies to massive wins uh, in loads of different ways. Even uh, some of the uh units you might not see even in a stronger s army or stronger sub faction for an army pushing forward units you rarely see like an arcosotech so like it's a lot to break out from uh the weekend's results truthfully um there's lots of information in there uh we'll see what it does to the stats when we update the stats which you can find on the wargaming.com soon um but for me i think the conversation about our magic dom's gone away it's quite an interesting one um is skill expression still something that's very relevant in age of sigma i definitely say that's true um i'd say i'd like to see standardized scoring at events but that'll never happen but that would be really fun to see uh just for some sort of like true comparisons but i think ultimately it feels like an incredible weekend for age of sigma because there's some real hope uh people like gavin for example uh really producing hope for players that you can do more with armies that aren't as good and I think that that's something really worth like talking about. It's something really worth saying that this is awesome for our game, that there can be these heroic moments, that these are overwhelming uh, like uh, points in time where we can talk about how good it is that you can push forward these armies that people aren't really expecting. It's also true to say that I think that also Age of Sigmar really with age sigma 3 obviously kind of launched just towards the end of covid um with i think a lot of new people entering into the hobby over that period of time and there's lots of new people and new players who haven't been playing uh much pre that two-year gap 
which I think is surprising a lot of commentators online. It's one of my favorite things to do this uh, every week and every Monday is kind of deep dive it because I feel like I'm getting to know the players from around the world um, and see them play and perform better and better. It'd be nice to see some more events coming out of Australia. Um, that would be really fun. It'd be nice to see some more uh, events and, and stuff coming out of uh, you know Spain and France and and all these other events, uh, all these other places as well. I know the Irish better is really strong. It'd be fun to see some more Scottish results as we get into them in the future. Uh, but I think it does feel like it's like a new day, a new generation playing uh, competitive age of Sigma and making their own uh, way in there and doing their own things. And I think that that's fantastic. I think more and more of that in the future is really good because it really upsets the power uh, sort of power dynamic of, um, of kind of entrenched groups in, in Age of Sigma. Uh, and so I'm super happy for that. I want to see more of that more of that in the future uh so big shout out to you thanks for listening if you listen to this as a podcast or watching this back on youtube we do have a patreon you can support by joining the on Gamer patreon don't post anything on there but you're basically helping support the show so thanks to it for doing that um and if you are listening to it back i hope you enjoyed it and stay hydrated and stay well <laughs>